Now we're recording. Now we're recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one lost episode and what was that, 30 lost minutes? No, that was probably like 15. That was 30. 15 minutes. I'd say tw- 20 minutes at the most, I would say. Maybe I'd say 50 at the <laughs> least. Uh, and, and quality stuff. Yeah. I feel like what we have to do is we have to do your drop mix. Okay. That was magical. Okay. Um, and so when we opened, uh, we started with our new drops and yeah. Justin had a little surprise. <laughs> it's not going to work now. No, it's not. I just <laughs> blew it. <laughs> That's what you get. Um, well, I'll work it in towards the end, but let's continue talking about. So we were talking about catch 22 when I realized that I never pressed the record button. Are you sure that now you pressed stop that? Yeah, because I can okay. see the timer going now. Okay. So I can see that we've been recording for one minute. But anyways, catch 22. We're going to save a fuller discussion for a little bit later. But I liked it. I felt like it pulled its punches when it and came it to it. The moments where so I'm imagining like the book handles that stuff infinitely better yeah it well uh, and i'll just say this too like it's it's amazing that you know joseph heller wants to write a anti-war book and what war does he choose world war ii right like the just war right the, the good war the good war yeah like it, i remember first time i read it, i was maybe too young but i remember being struck by that like why would you choose world war ii yeah and it's because it's central to what he's doing with the book. Like that's what makes the book so amazing is he places his satire and that's what gives it its edge, right? Because everyone would look to World War II to justify everything. Yeah. And everybody does, right? Diedrich Bonhoeffer is a pastor who wants to murder, you know, assassinate Hitler. Go for it. Yeah, we're all behind you. That is mm-hmm. a great idea, you know, and... uh all the warfare, all the bombing, all of that is justified because the enemy is so evil. Yeah. And Joseph Heller chooses to set his story in that setting. It's, you know, it's it's a bold move, but I think the book is up to it. And the well, show, and it's really not about the enemy at all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's about the absurdity of war, period. Right, yeah. And so you don't need to, you know, contrast that with anything. War itself is right. absurd. Yeah. You you don't need any other enemy or what you're fighting. The fact that is happening is as absurd as it needs to get and maybe doesn't need to get, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I felt like it pulled its punches on those death scenes and but I did really like I thought Christopher Abbott yeah was amazing. Yep. Really really good. And I also thought they did a really good job of sort of teasing the uh, is he going to like get out finally like like even going into it knowing or at least thinking it was this cynical view of the war and like as soon as that's introduced knowing like oh this is just going to be like a carrot on a stick thing I did find myself throughout the series being like oh this is going to be it. You know what I mean? Even though I knew, like, there, it's never going to be it. So I thought they did a really good job of yeah. handling that. You are like, what's amazing is I haven't seen it work like this before, 
but you are like primed for the book. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, cause I walked in the book, not knowing you know what to expect and in the second read. I can anticipate, but for you, I feel like you've just, you've picked up on all this stuff, which again is why I think the show works because it, it translates the spirit, even though it doesn't translate the technical bits right. of the story. Well, I think the thing that has hung me up about the book too, is that it's a, it's not a welcoming format, right? It just starts and it just starts with all these characters. characters, characters no character. one's introduced. And you're just like, I don't really know what's going on. And you know, you've just been thrown in the middle of everything. You don't know who your main character is. Right. So it's very intimidating to start there. It's very intimidating. And then something happens and it grounds the whole story and everything kind of yeah. moves around that, which. Yeah. Anyway. So I think now that I've watched the show and I've got a, at least sense of what it's about, it'll be easier for me to get into the book. And they cut so many characters <laughs> like in the beginning when mm. they were just showing character 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 yeah uh and i was like oh yeah they left off they had to mm. but yeah the book is the book is intimidating yeah okay uh anything else have you been following the uh um the movie game the no. movie wager. No, it's Do not you, not looking good for anybody so far. <laughs> like, are we all sucking? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I've updated it every week so far. I, I, I knew you have. Yeah, it's bad. And, and I meant to look into it. but I was like, I'm going to give it one more week to let the next round settle before yeah. I go in, because I feel like there's just not enough to go off. Right. Of. I'm just going to yeah, look there, and be like, oh, there's it's not. Mess. But there's been some real stinkers. So yeah, far. yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about really quickly was um, have you been following the New York Times UFOs? Yes, I've seen the headlines. Um, what I found funny, two things I found funny. Number mm -hmm. one, it's all around here. Oh, is it? Yeah, like it's all Oceana. Um, right off the coast of Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. Like that is where they're seeing all these things. Oh, really? But I also didn't access this article for a long time in terms of news cycles. Yeah. Because I don't have a New York Times subscription. And so it is like a, a real... It's a real life example of like the world could end and I wouldn't know because I just don't have a New yes. York Times subscription. Right. Well, that's what happened to me today, actually, because I saw the headline or read something about it maybe a week ago or something where it was like U.S. Army pilots are seeing UFOs or something like that. And mm -hmm. I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then today in my news aggregate, so you know how, um, well, so I, f I get my news through like the RSS feeds and I follow Deadspin and sometimes what they'll do is they'll like host an article from one of their other publications. So they had a headline come through today from Jezebel, which was like, now that we know aliens exist, let's cut to the chase would you sleep with them? <laughs> so I was like, well, I got to read this. Right. So I opened it up and it was just like basically that. Like, yeah, pilots are seeing these things. 
we're just going to go ahead and assume that aliens are real and the invasion is close. Yeah. So yeah, I had that moment where I was like, oh, I, I feel like I missed a whole news cycle on this alien aliens thing. Yeah. Now, now, um, you know, copyright infringement paywalls right. are starting to work and be enforced better, I guess, because yeah, I missed it. I was like, oh, this is going to come up somewhere else. And it didn't. I had to actually wait for my month to renew because they give you like three articles per month. Right. And so I used one of them on that. I used another one on. Oh, man, something else crazy happened. I forgot. Anyway, the news cycle so crazy now. Um, I, I still am of the mindset that because some people are like, Hey, the New York times just confirmed aliens and we're just going to move on. And yeah. And it's like, this is, this is how we as humans behave. Like we've been proving this. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't affect me personally, if an alien does not come to my house to evaporate my family, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just going to shrug. So yeah, if these aliens just want to zoom around a hundred feet above our heads mm -hmm. in uh, camouflage spaceships, okay, yeah, doesn't doesn't affect me, right? Yeah, until they come down and they demand uh, my wallet, <laughs> <laughs> my until lunch my money. bills go up because <laughs> the aliens are doing something to our infrastructure. Yeah. So do you think? They're seeing aliens. We did an episode towards the beginning of our Fermi paradox life about the Fermi paradox. Listen, I, I still have this idea that if there is an a advanced race, they would, number one, see us as ants. Right. And they would reveal themselves because why wouldn't you? If you can come here, then you can go away. So if you reveal yourself and we turn into something very scary and threatening to you, yeah, you can get back on your ship and go away. Sure. They've seen enough of us, right? If this, this all was happening like 14, 15, 16. So they've had what, like five years to kind yeah. of sit on all this data they've collected of us, like having sex on the beach and you know, getting drunk and sleeping on beaches and whatever. Right. Yeah. So then you're just going to show yourself the fact that they haven't means that they don't exist or that they're cowards or they're, they're idiots. They don't, uh -huh. you know what I mean? Like they're not worth me really being, uh, interested by. Right. It's like show yourself or get on with it, get on, get on with it. Yeah. What master plan do you have where you're just, zooming because like the other thing is like these are really funny because the way that these ships are responding based on the reports and like the video that i watched they know that they're being seen right so they're what they're up there just like <laughs> shaking their their joysticks like <laughs> playing hide and seek basically. playing hide and seek like wiggling it around like yeah. it, you know they, think about what they're thinking and it becomes absurd yeah they're, they're idiots. It becomes like they're idiots or they, you know, they, they, they don't know what they're doing either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if you're setting out 
like if we as humans go to another planet to discover if there is life there are we just going to hang out in like the sky and like then like take off when somebody spots us you know what i mean saying (laughs) are you gonna like buzz their their planes (laughs) right and like giggle like are we laughing yeah you know it's it's just ridiculous it's it's completely so until it stops being ridiculous i don't care yeah what do you think it could be then you think they're just making stuff up Maybe they're on some kind of like army drugs. Mm. They're being experimented on. I mean, listen, there's more proof of that than aliens, right? Yeah, absolutely. So there's more proof of government interference. There's more Mm -hmm. proof of, you know, shady government experiments and test whatevers. Yeah. So that could totally be it. You know, let's reveal these things and see how these uh, pilots deal with it and process it. It, it could be associate like here's the other thing not to get all political but let me stand up let me take this microphone okay let's do it let me get on that on mm-hmm. the table um go ahead the mueller uh press briefing wrong yeah that i did not watch oh you didn't watch it didn't wrong. watch why not you know why? Because based on everyone's report, it's exactly what I thought. Oh yeah, I mean of course. Our but whole at the same time, political that's like- system is run by the people who ran for student government when we were in fourth grade. Don't you? The reason I turned into it is because I feel like it is a sort of like a cultural moment. You know what I mean? We assumed that those kids were better than us that they would figure it out that mm-hmm. the kid wearing the tie or the bow tie carrying a briefcase to school when he was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. he had our best interest in mind and he deserved to be rich or famous or in government. He was just a dork. He was an idiot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Exactly. And these people, have not changed since fourth grade. Hell yeah. Mueller was a brown nosing teacher's pet mm-hmm. all the way since elementary. And he still is today. And he doesn't have the clarity of thought, this amazing man of morals and principles right. and intellect and with with this rigid code and has had surgeries done on him without anesthesia and (laughs) all this stuff, right? This brilliant mastermind doesn't have enough sense to know that we are incapable of parsing his, his complicated legal jargon. Well, I don't think we're incapable of parsing. He just believes he believes in the system. Yeah. As a system. That's what I'm saying. That's even dumber. Yeah. That's uh, even dumber to, to sit there and not see that what you've done is just lobbed a Molotov cocktail in the midst of where people are and think like, this is what, this is what the system demands of me and I am going to honor it and I'm going to lob this and someone will catch it. They, they will not let this fall and burst and catch everyone on fire and create a, a huge massive scene of destruction for him to, at this point, 
still stand by that original idea and to offer no clarity more than he's done before through intermediaries. And he said he's not going to testify in front of Congress, right? Mm -hmm. So so your, your clarity is to come out and be like, we cannot charge a sitting president. And I, there, there, there may have been stuff to charge and he may be guilty, but we can't charge. And I'm not going to testify. And, and it speaks for it. And then to wander off <laughs> to, to, you know what I mean? That that is some kind of like helpful, like that, that he walked away and said like, Yes, I've I've provided clarity, uh -huh. right? He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Uh-huh. And he's always been wrong. an idiot. Wrong. He's just wrong. He's just worn a suit while being an idiot. Sure. And and I didn't have the sense to wear a suit and to do do the suit type of things. So mm -hmm. I could then become, you know, a special counsel for the FBI and actually do a report and come out and be like, holy crap, guys, I may technically not be able to charge a sitting president, but this idiot obstructed justice. P period. Yeah. He can't do that. Yeah, but what but that's what I'm saying. But but wasn't he what he was saying was that he can't he can't say that he obstructed justice because he can't he doesn't have the authority to Here's prosecute or you to know what, make charges. You know what Trump has done? That's amazing. He's revealed how absurd, how realistic catch 22 is. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely reality. No, I, I agree. So then when Congress says, Hey, we're subpoenaing you come and testify in front of us. You know what people in the Trump administration say? No. Yeah, no. You know what? You right. know when when and they then, say, and then they they throw Chelsea Manning or, or uh, what? What's his name now? Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning. Oh yeah, Chelsea Manning in jail for not uh, for avoiding the subpoena. Ch Chelsea Manning goes back to prison. Um, reality winner is still in prison. Yeah. All all Trump gets to do is say. Did you see like the the most recent report of Jared Kushner got a federally backed loan for like eight hundred million dollars? Like yeah. the the financial crimes that are just ongoing out in in public, like that is what is insane. Anything else that Trump is doing beyond like the family separations is disgusting and and sick and ongoing and a and a stain, right? Mm -hmm. But. I don't care about his tweets. I don't care about his his lack of civility and honoring the code and, and besmirching the office or whatever. What I care about is the fact that like they're, they're making millions while doing all of this. Yeah. And you're not supposed to do that. And you don't have to dig far to see people in his cabinet who are still benefiting from things that they said they were going to give up shares and companies and different things like that because they were taking government positions that they refused. They just refused. So you know what? If Mueller says, listen, all these other people are exposing the system as being like meaningless. What if I just grab the microphone and go like he obstructed justice. What's going to happen? Right. To but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why, but that's, that's what, that's who he is though. He's like the ultimate, like the system is just guy. You know what I mean? Like the system works and break down. What, what type of a, a person is that? Are they an enlightened, smart, 
you know, kind of like yeah, he's just like a rigid old man. He's a rigid old man. <laughs> like, like we're all in this soup together. Yeah, and there is no hierarchy. The 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 briefcase carrying, bow tie wearing. You know, like I mean, geez, I remember, like, and and listen, we've we've all been sold the the lie, right? Like that that there was an honorable system that we have allowed to get besmirched well, in the yeah. last and, like, and four years. And he has no reason to not think the system doesn't work, right? He's a well-off, white, old white guy. Yeah. And, and the system does work for him. But I still remember when Ben Carson was running for president, and I re- I still remember like some of the headlines that were like, good God, this guy's a brain surgeon? And I want to be like, <laughs> yeah, he's a brain surgeon. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? Brain surgeons aren't any better than you are. Right. They're not any smarter or more talented. Yeah. You know, he just like didn't have the imagination to not change his lane. Yeah. And when someone was like, you're going to be a brain surgeon, he's like, okay. All right. He's a complete and utter moron. Yeah. He's really good at this one thing. That's it. But that doesn't translate to anything else. Nothing else. And, uh, but, you know, like, our society has been built upon this idea that like, again, you know, the hard workers get successful, the smart people elevate up, the politicians are there for a reason. And it's like, no, they're not. And it's just like, people are finally starting to get the little, the smallest inkling of like, Oh, these are literally just, this is like my friend, Bob, mm-hmm. who's a complete idiot, except, you know, Bob wore suits earlier. Mm-hmm. And people were like, "Oh, that's a smart guy. Get right. him. His, get him in his here." His dad knew somebody. His dad knew some. You know, whatever. Yeah. Let me get off your table now. Yeah. Well, how did that start? My rant. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but this is recording, so we can go back and and follow the train of thought. Yeah, I guess so. there. But you know, Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, I'm oh, thinking a lot okay. about Catch Twenty Two, and it's just like, again, like. You you have these these, and and art can do it a lot. Like people who saw through everything, and yeah. Like wrote about it, and we can just read it and be like, oh yeah, good book. Yeah, uh, I did watch something else. As a matter of fact, another recommendation from me. Yeah. Oh no, I watched uh, the Bash Brothers. <laughs> I watched about eight minutes of it, <laughs> and I'm Mark. Yeah. And I went into it with the best of intentions. You know, you had recommended it multiple times. And I went into it with a smile on my face and ready to be entertained mm-hmm. and giggled. And I just didn't didn't do it for me. Okay. Not for you. It was like it's like uh it's I mean like I first of all, it's it's like weird. Like I don't mm-hmm. understand the format. I don't understand like what they're going for. Visual album poetry like whatever it was visual poem mm-hmm. i just don't get it yeah well i think that's a joke I, I mean yeah i get that but like i just don't uh, like i don't know it's just the whole thing is strange okay but it also just i didn't think it was funny and like their jokes were bad okay. you know what i mean yeah what did you like about it well i mean i can only speak to what i liked in the first eight minutes <clears throat> well it's not like the second 12 minutes flips the formula right uh it does something different here here's the thing there's a few things i i really liked about it okay um number one i was huge 
into the bash brothers. Oh, so was up. I absolutely big time. Yeah. Um, I think I also, and, th and this is maybe psychoanalyzing myself. Mm -hmm. This may not be true, but based on the rant I just did, th there's something too about like taking figures, anybody right now and just exposing at the heart, like what is really going on, mm -hmm. which is like, yeah, Jose and Mark McGuire were idiots too, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that I, I like, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in the headspace for, yeah. Um, I will say that I don't tend to like lonely Island stuff. Yeah. I, I, I tend to not like it and I tend to not like the, the, um, targets that they set like pop star, which everybody freaking loves. Mm-hmm. It still bothers me that like they will do a satirical take on like modern pop stardom and still have like Adam Levine get in on the joke. Whereas right. like, no, Adam Levine is the joke. Yeah. Like, you know, you including him and getting him in there is either just really cynical of you to do that because he clearly doesn't know that the joke is on him and you're you're laughing behind his back, or you're being genuine. And you're miss you're you're in undercutting your own satirical point. You know, it's like yeah, idiocracy. You know, I I love the idea of idiocracy, but half the people involved in idiocracy are perpetuating idiocracy. Yeah, Dak Shepard has no idea what's going on. Right? Yeah, he has no idea what's going on, but he is like front and center in idiocracy. And I'm just like, why would you like? Are you are you making fun of him? Is that the joke? Mm -hmm. Or are you like, oh no, Dax, we're buddies. And then, then what's your satirical point? Right. Yeah. How angry are you? Cause I'm, I'm pretty angry. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I think, I think that headspace I was, I was in for, uh, cinematically it like does some really interesting things. Like I found myself throughout the 30 minutes, like thinking about how hard it must've been to direct some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's production values far out uh, it, you know uh exceed the jokes sure which makes it an even funnier joke and then there are certain things that have stuck with me from it that you, that come later like the first song it's okay i'm jose i'm mark you know mm -hmm. whatever but then they kind of spin this whole tale of like daddy issues and there's like a tim and eric scene in the middle of like them in the parking lot of ihop <clears throat> that got stuck in my head and I thought mm. it was funny and just stuff like that. At the end, I was totally surprised and it's all to me in the vein of Tim Robinson. Mm -hmm. uh, he did an episode, the characters on Netflix and a show called, I think you should leave, mm -hmm. which I loved. And I, I think, well, and they're also like producers and writers, right? I think, I think you should leave. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, there's just a synergy. I think for me, it just worked. And with you liking Tim, Ro like again, not saying that everything Tim Robinson has done is great. Mm -hmm. uh, but when he hits for me, he like really hits. Yeah. And I think watching his stuff a lot got me in the right headspace and just hit me at the right, in the right mood. And yeah. there's just enough in there that I thought was worthy. I, I knew that you and, Chris probably wouldn't like it, but I was interested in your takes of it. Mm -hmm. I think what bothered me about it is that I was down for the premise. I appreciate the premise, right? 
of Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire like making an album together. <laughs> but then the, the album and the music itself is just like it's just lon- Boys it's just off. Lonely Island songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it none of it felt particularly tailored to Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire outside of the million needle in my ass jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was like nothing about like like we have music from like bodybuilders who are injecting steroids into themselves. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we know what it sounds like. Yeah. We know what it they sing like. And it's not like they don't just like constantly make jokes about taking steroids. Yeah, so no, it's like I, put a little bit more effort into it, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it's I I think that that's the joke too though. You know, and again, it's it's I totally get it. I'm not gonna it's a lazy joke then. Yeah, I'm not gonna okay. fight for it, but uh yeah, it's Lonely Island stuff. They took the theme of Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, they abstracted it, they they overshot the cinematics of it. Uh yeah. right? Get swole. Oh, is this one of the songs? Yeah. We know what these people sing about. There, there, there's one. Is there a song? I don't know what, what it would be called. Um, Shake Your Nasty Butt. Shake Your Nasty Butt? Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of that. I've heard Get Swole. Oh, that's oh, what I was that, expecting. Oh, that's not Lonely Island. <laughs> See, that's what Get Swole? Yeah. No, that is Constantine. No, Constant, yeah, Constantine and uh, Rich Piana, the guy that died. Oh, dang. No, that is an actual bodybuilder who's like injecting steroids in himself, singing like a motivational song about getting swole. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was expecting. Oh, no. Something that I thought would be a little bit more thoughtful. Oh, no. Wrong place. I guess so. I did watch some of um, I Think You Should Leave, though, and that's what then led me into... Well, I watched, like, two episodes of that, which is only, like, 30 minutes total. Mm-hmm. And then I re- I noticed, like, oh, like, this Bash is... Brothers? Yeah, this is, like, the guys... This is some of the guys from Lonely Island are working on this. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let me... And that reminded me of Bash Brothers. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't do it. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um... We're at 30 minutes. Still recording. Good. Um, so did we talk about aliens on this one? Or is that when you weren't recording? No, that's what we just talked about, right? Oh, before I went on my rant? Okay, maybe that's what led me in. Okay. Yeah. I think we did it. All right. We got something to get to. Okay. Um, should I play the drops again? Oh, yeah. The problem with it is I feel like this is a pretty good song for them. It is. It weirdly is. <laughs> and it does weird, like, again, it's such a great foundation, but you could probably put anything and it'd still be weirdly beautiful. Right, yeah. But I want something that's, like, sort of down-tempo and depressing. Hell yeah. Because I just feel like it, it works better. Hell yeah. 
heard his sister saying Yeah, it's not my fart Be better if he dies <laughs> Did you ever watch the battle rap stuff? Not, not as much, I watched a little bit like when you were into it Yeah That's kind of like my Bash Brothers Sure Yeah, I got you. I got this on camera. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got this on camera. <laughs> Put it on black. It's red. Ah! Put it on black. Wow. Oh, this is wow. the line. The wild guy. Yeah. That's one of our favorites. I mean, these are kind of depressing. I slip a 20 from your purse. Hell yeah. <laughs> I do the family good. Hell yeah. He was a Manson. Wrong. She was this album's wrong. really good, though. It's so good. Did you listen to his older stuff? Uh, I listened to... I watched, like, a video... And it seemed like kind of generic alt country stuff. So I was just like, yeah, I, I think when I talked to you about it, I was like, because I, I liked his old stuff too. Put it on black. Yeah. That you'd be like, oh, this is a Keith album. Because yeah. His old stuff sounds like me. Right. Like my stuff. Put it on black. It's red. Yeah, I got you. Put it on black. It's red. Ah, my dad, man. Yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I was thinking songs like that would be good. Oh, did you listen to the new um, White Reaper song? No. Yeah. They released the new song to us. Thought you would listen to it. Oh, my live reaction? Well, I figured you would have listened to it. Is he screaming? Well, that's the thing. The same thing that um, I just can't do. I just can't do. I just can't take his voice. Love it. It's you know I was listening to today the new Sufjan Stevens songs. Yes. If he had a different voice, I could listen to it, but his voice is, it's too like whiny punky. It's better. Yeah. But it's still bad. <laughs> it's, it's a little more pop, poppy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Put it on black. Uh, can, I, can I try one really quick? Now you've got me curious. Yeah, you have to connect to the Bluetooth. Well, no, so. I, I, I can just give you the song, right? Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, man, there's so many. Oh, God, that's... Let's just try... Um. 
this song called Cocaine. I'm being, I want to come back with another one for next week. Okay. Um, Who's it by? Cocaine by, what What has come up on your phone? Eric right Clapton, obviously. Yeah. Logic. Kyo Kato. K-I-Y-O. Lil Baby. C-A-T-O. Is the artist. It's from a movie called White Girl. Give me the artist's name again. K-I-Y-O. Y-O. Space C-A-T-O. It's going to be a better one for... Oh, I just saw a better one. This is just because of A.A. Bondi. Oh, I see. Hell yeah. I feel like I've heard this before. Maybe this is in the trailer? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, that's about my fart. Yeah, that's about my fart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really inspired by when Tom Sharpling was playing exactly something, some Paul Simon song, and he started playing the air horns after. <laughs> All right.